0: Ah, was, uh, it's pretty much
1: yeah. sure polyamorous polyamorous yeah, yeah
0: probably the future yeah hope so <laughs> <laughs> well this is not recording right Like I say, I paid for um advertising on Facebook. I was just the curiosity got the better of me. How much? I was, like, was it? Um you set your own budget in terms of how much you want to pay per day. And the lowest amount was four pounds per day for seven days. Yeah. So what's that? Like twenty eight? Yeah. Twenty eight quid, I think. What I paid for, the bracket I paid for, was you get about one like per day, one to two likes per day on your page. And but that's you just what get we're getting. And it is it's working. I thought it was a... I was curious, like, is this just a money-making scam by Facebook? Because, you know, Facebook doesn't make any money, really. Well,
1: yeah. 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 Somebody told me that if you want all your posts to to reach all your friends, sometimes you actually have to pay extra. In fact, if you have loads of friends and you post, only about 20% of it...
2: Well, it doesn't really affect you, then, does it?
1: Well, no, but I suppose... The whole thing about Facebook annoys me anyway, because it works on the assumption everybody wants to hear what you've got to say anyway. So...
0: I mean, if people find the number of posts you're making really obnoxious. They can just choose to ignore you and just say, like, don't show me posts Yeah, from you this can unsubscribe from that person,
1: or... yeah. I don't know. I just think the whole concept what sometimes the fuck is... What that? It's a... Um, Safety
2: pool.
0: How does that even work? Well, you have to pull off... What the it's fuck?
1: It's a bit weird, isn't yeah. it? Oh, God, I used to love those Monster Energy drinks.
2: I hate them just pouring one away that you left. <coughs> the smell, I can't open it. Yeah, the it's taurine
0: sort of... is... Um, I read It tears up the lining of your intestines. What? So, oh, I that, probably yeah. really. Well, it's the same. Energy list. drinks, like this the main ingredient is called taurine, and I think it's like the equivalent of bull sperm. It's not. That's a. Uh, that's no, a
2: that no, no, f- no, 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 no. Taurine is found present in bull right. sperm, but, but it's not, not bull sperm. They, that's exactly. not how they get it. They don't milk bulls to be yeah. able to produce a drink.
0: Like Red Bull doesn't have a massive factory farm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some manual <laughs> labors who spend all day masturbating. Ah, well, you
2: know, job crisis and all that. Well, yeah,
0: man. you know, it's work. Oh, you ah, you turn it. How many people have gone thirsty? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many people
1: have not had 30, you know, to milligrams of caffeine of in one shot? More. <laughs> hey, wait for, wait, wait till I finish talking. Actually, then you, you talk.
2: Know, no, actually, uh, cause I had to teach in, uh, school this week. we got this like unit on, um, healthy living or like understanding what you need to have a healthy body in essence. Mm. So the first one was looking at like, you know, the usual, uh, the food plate looking at proportion balance. Intake of carbohydrates, fats, and so forth, like that. Yeah? yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, I'm embarrassed. Um, like to the say five me. food groups or whatever they're going to be. And the second lesson went straight, like it was like a fucking baseball bat to the face in terms of like hardcore information, drugs, and talking about different classifications of drugs, how some are uncategorized, some are like legal, some are illegal, some need to be prescribed, and so forth. And then they had to list off examples to of the children. And some of the examples were, I can understand cannabis, I can understand and tobacco but then it went on to heroin, cocaine, mm. ecstasy. I thought I swear I saw MDMA pop up at some point, but <laughs> trying to explain to a 10-year-old, <laughs> "What's cocaine?" What's a good fucking question to me
0: <laughs> See me after school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For us to make a deal. <laughs> but I mean it's kind of um poignant Cameron that you bring up That's a nice segue, yeah, the issue of child healthcare essentially. Yeah. Cuz um a big well, the first big headline from George Osborne's 2016 budget was all about the uh, sugar tax
2: oh god what a fucking fast that is did you see Jamie Oliver after the announcement on the news basically creaming his pants crying ch- yeah the man's a fucking walking wet towel anyway yeah. I remember when he was in America and he was trying to get them to like ban hamburgers in um, uh, schools and like uh, I just want to help them why won't they let me help them because they all agreed they were a cunt but it partially worked over he, here him. but parents were still feeding children fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken through the bars at their school.
0: I remember he tried to get school dinners in the UK changed. He did. So there were only healthy options. Yeah. And then what happened is a bunch of parents started handing hamburgers, like, yeah, Yeah. But yeah. they ordered. The fucked generation, exactly. Yeah, they were handing hamburgers to no, the friends. It, it boils down like to
2: that mentality: you're either a parent or you're a friend, because a lot of parents want to be a friend to their child. It's like you're not a fucking friend in the first place, and so it's like the idea of their little Timmy going starving from like fats and sugars was too much for them to bear, because they'd have to take the emotional grief that came with it. It's called suck it up; it's your <laughs> job. <Where's laughs> They're oh, yeah I'm
0: standing on it. Yeah. they introduced. <laughs> <laughs> they've introduced a uh it's going to be 24p levy per liter on sugary drinks mm. so, so things they
1: classify like, certain sugary drinks as well yeah they have so there is a, all it's yeah there is
0: a breakdown there's like a threshold mm. if it's this sugary the levy is applied mm. if it's not if it's under that threshold no levy is applied whatsoever
2: Yo, well coke's fucked for a start they, rightly so, to be honest with you. It's something like 15 cubes of sugar per can.
0: Because they've immediately come out and said, this is a waste of time. This isn't going to change habits or behaviour whatsoever. Who's this Coke saying that? Yeah.
2: That's funny how they say that.
0: Of course they would. It's going to hit their bottom line, so yeah. of course they're going to come out against it. But in a certain sense, they are kind of right. Because of the way that it's, there's the threshold limit instead of a progressive. Yeah. So you say like all sugary drinks should be levied a certain amount. And the more sugary it is, the higher the levy should be. Mm. That's what, but Coca-Cola's argument is that um, all parents and kids are going to do, they're still going to get the same levels of sugar intake. Mm. They're just going to get it from other products that aren't levied.
1: Yeah. No, so it's, it's, well, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm a bit ignorant about it, but so does the levy relate specifically to sugary drinks? So yeah. okay, so you could still, you know, there's no additional tax for having a very sugary, you know, chocolate bar.
2: No, if you want to go and get a sherbet, fucking dip, whereby yeah. you're going to get, <laughs> you probably need that to supplement. You have kids like free it's basic like and I, mean, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they start like you know categorising <laughs> sugary intake, like you know. Mm. Uh, a fizzle stick's going to be like a class A. <laughs> it's like a sure, good stuff, fire, yeah. pure hit of sugar to the system compared to like some nougat or something. But no, no, it's the mentality. I don't think they understand the science behind it. No matter what you're going to eat, it's going to be converted into energy anyway. So if you're going to be eating a carbohydrate rich diet it's still going to be converted into energy or glucose but if you're eating sugar then that's just very easily the energy is very easily transferred into the body so but it's 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 a desperate gamble or a desperate bid from Osborne to be able to pull a little bit of money back into the monumental fuck up that is his budget crisis
0: well, yeah. yeah well it kind of shows the it's almost like a not the right word but there's almost kind of a schizophrenia about it where the Tory government Tory councils yeah they'll introduce something like a sugar levy to try and help fight child obesity but mm. then at the same time Tory councils are shutting down kids playgrounds they're shutting down community centers and boxing gyms things mm. they're shutting all of these physical activities that kids can do yeah they're getting rid of all Well, all no, of them. because they see and them as a drain all, on um Tories have a very simple ideology money. the less government involvement the better well the surely this is completely contrary to that what the sugar tax yeah no, because I think it's um, it's part of the nanny state, isn't it? Yeah, isn't but that I, part of their ideology. That's their guy. I think he's I think he's done it more because he knows there are going to be shortfalls going forward. He's obviously he's got his heart set on having ten billion pounds surplus by 2020, and no economist in the world can understand why he's so obsessed with that. It doesn't really make any sense. Hmm. It's just a weird idyllic target he's got for himself, and he can't. He keeps missing it though. He can't hit it. No, and I think he's just—he's desperate to try and raise money from anything, yeah, yeah. to try and hit that target. And it, he it's I
2: embarrassing, and he—he he kind of sugarcoats over his essential fuck ups and the lack of targets hit by no announcing pun intended. these. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, but he—he he, he does. He literally just kind of like does this this thin film layer over, or to distract or disguise what is, a, like, you know, a plethora of failures on his part.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it, what's prompted this is, I think it was two years ago it came out, this, the statistic, a third of UK children are officially overweight.
2: Oh no, I agree with that. I got some fatties <laughs> running around there. <now. laughs> I do disagree
1: with something that you said earlier, Cameron. Not 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 the science of it. You're right about what you're saying about whether you consume you know carbohydrates in the form of sugar or say whole grains, for example, turns into energy. But the difference is if you drink a sugary drink about 45 minutes later you're going to be hungry again and if you eat yeah. whole grains it might be the same amount of carbohydrates but because your body breaks it down slower it actually keeps you fuller for longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand what you're saying it's not going to make people magically thin but you're kind of chasing a sugar high.
2: But that ties into what we were talking about it's it's you'll find that a lot of children that are classified as obese in this country you'll see there's a direct correlation between the economic standing of their families in society the poorest Communities in our country and in America, and wherever the fuck you go, are going to be also the fattest because of the access to the quality of food that they've got. If you're constantly going to Iceland and not going to, like, you know, (laughs) some kind of branding, Iceland's rebranded. If you go to, yeah, if you go to a place that's going to give you budget food, vast majority of the time, the quality of the food is going to be chock-a-block full of uh, additives, uh, sugars, and it's not going to be that high quality. I mean, I hate the idea of like organic foods and I think it's a wasted buzz. But well, it's a marketing thing where they get to put the price thing. up. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then only the middle class, the upper middle class, is can afford to eat. Yeah, organic. foods. Yeah,
2: under delusions that it's healthier for you. But nonetheless, if you are constantly eating like potato waffles, and processed chicken foods. nuggets, processed foods yeah. every single day, that's not going to do you. It's not going to do your health cycle a particularly good.
0: I think maybe part of the solution is you freeze or lower the levy on cigarettes. And then that way, when they are eating too much, they take up smoking. And then, and then that's how you deal weight. with the... Yeah, that's a Tory well, way. Yeah. Uh, it it Tory yeah, it would help with the surplus
2: deal. population as well. But, you know. Yeah, it gets rid of the whole ageing population issue.
1: Yeah. You know? You've taken
0: care of child obesity, NHS funding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can use the corpses for some kind of low-cost animal feed. Yeah, I'll ask Anthony... Why do you think our kids are so overweight these days, though?
1: I think it's a lack of... Yeah, Porky, Why the fuck are <laughs> our kids? I've <are laughs> put on a bit of weight recently, actually. My wife's been moaning. I like, am once Well, Yeah, God. I know. I mean, that's why I like sitting next to you. But um... <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's a combination of, you know, a lack of exercise, lack of sports. I think, you know, it sounds really like I'm a bit of an old man, but kids are just on tablets these days, on their phones and stuff like that. I think there's less actually going out doing sports. And I think... On top of that, as well, you know, it's a, it's a right education problem as well. Yeah, because I've got a nephew. I mean, apparently it is being taught in schools, but I don't think when I was in school, anyone sort of we were, we did
0: food tech or was it D and I can't remember. Uh, what it was food called. technology was yeah, by but the it was uh, like CDC. how to cook a curry or something. I, it was I retained nothing from that.
2: No, because it wasn't taught. Consistently enough, it was yeah, still it was seen hour. as a very much like it was a niche, girls go yeah, and do yeah, it, or it was a niche thing, definitely. you just well, we, go and do it for shits and well, giggles, we but were, no importance to we it. We went
0: to an all boys school and we did it, yeah, but, but we did it not for very long. Yeah, we did it, I think it was like one hour a week, something yeah. like that.
2: I, for one, fucking loved the food tech um, lessons and I like some of the shit that I made. But still, I felt there was like a stigma attached to it. I I wasn't supposed to enjoy it, you know. Enjoying it somehow questioned my masculinity that little bit too much. And I already had enough of that going on (laughs) anyway. I question it quite often (laughs) as well. But
0: But I I think this kind of thing shows the limit of the so-called nanny state. There's only so much any authoritarian government can do in terms of things like this. It's more about... People have to want to be healthy. Mm. Like, do you remember... um New Labour were trying to take credit for the fact people dying from heart attacks had gone down. And they were saying, oh, this is because of our policies. And then it turned out it had nothing to do with New Labour policies. It was the the knock-on effect of the health craze of the 70s. In the 70s, people suddenly were like, oh, I'm going to go out and start jogging. I'm oh, gonna I'm going to eat doing, brown rice. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do yoga and things like that. And then that kind of, over time... People yeah there's there is a lag
1: effect. Yeah, 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 there's yeah, there's quite a few things that have that kind of thing like yeah. with skin cancer as well. Apparently the 70s was like the first generation that could it was sort of quite affordable to go abroad and they found that that age groups now having a lot of skin cancer because mm. they weren't aware of yeah, that. Yeah, cuz they're going so, to
0: beaches all the time. Mm. Yeah,
1: exactly. So Governments like to take credit for stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with them and obviously try and not take, you know, any responsibility for the negatives. But...
2: um, I think apart the like, the the healthy lifestyle... I mean, exercise is important, but I think diet is way more important, especially if you're going to maintain, like, your body shape and so forth. But if you go to places like Australia... They've got sport runs through like the very fabric of the ethos of the Australian. (laughs) It sounds a bit weird. Um, But in the sense that they are very sporting people. And a lot of that is down to the climate. I mean, if it's a very warm environment a the sun you're getting that vitamin d you're also getting that that buzz because you know if you're in the sun a lot it makes you happier it makes you less depressed but also means that you go outside a lot more and you're doing a lot more activities and you're doing a lot more exercise Because we we're we in a very miserable fucking climate
0: we country. talked last week mm. about um Safe spaces on university campuses. And oh, we're God, yeah.
2: At the heart. <laughs> I'm trying to forget that.
3: No, it's, hot, it's
2: not the talk, just the fucking concept. It was a disgrace. Yeah, it's,
0: disgusting. it's disgraceful. <laughs> Turn into a question time audience here. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. They're human beings.
3: <laughs> They're
0: human beings. <laughs> it's like someone from a fucking BFG. But do you would you pay more in taxes if you knew that money was going towards things like children's playgrounds, play centres, uh, boxing gyms, yes, things like that? I would.
1: But the problem is I that it, so. it never works out there with taxes. You you tax rise I mean the way that taxes are distributed, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna pay more tax just specifically for this.
0: Yeah, I mean for individually it'll be like two or three P more. So how do we subsidize things like that then? What? Like a boxing gym or even just a a children's playground. I would pay more for that, I would say.
1: In general, I think public services just sort of, you know, they pay for themselves, not in a very
0: obvious way, but
1: it's something that affects society as a whole. You might not be able to put it on a spreadsheet somewhere.
0: So, I mean, is this just the Tories, they're just reaming the poor? Is it that kind of stereotype? (laughs) It's not as
1: simple as that. Well, pretty much, yeah. I mean, they're reaming other people as well, so it's not just the poor, but they're certainly not I mean, there are
2: some stances where, like, I feel there are certain <clears throat> segments of society that I think need a bit of tough love.
0: Cameron, the, sense the that voice that of the upper middle class here, speaking.
2: Yeah. No, but, you know, benefit claimants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he went there. <laughs> oh, <God>.
2: Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I do you know what I blame it partially on Uh, benefit street and programs like that where it really is is, it's poverty porn (laughs) and it's just and you watch it and you feel vindicated in the way that you feel sometimes in relation to people they're not making any effort they're not getting jobs they're making up things that are wrong with them and really they deserve everything that they get and the Conservatives are right for every stick that they're throwing and beating them with
0: I mean I think that program served two purposes one point and laugh it very much so. And the second is to feel better about yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and
1: also a good way to channel any sort of, any frustrations you have in your own life, and basically mm. I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I was out with someone and they were like, oh, you know, we work every day so hard, and those people out there that, you know, they're not doing anything, and I think it's just part of a frustration of the fact that,
0: you know... Were you secretly like, I don't I don't work that hard, I do a satisfactory job like <laughs> most people? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't,
1: but I just think, you know, I've seen the figures, and when you look at, like, budget expenditure, you know... As a country, we waste a lot more money providing certain benefits to pensioners, for example, that are rich. They don't need that money. Triple locked. Tri- yeah, I'm not just talking about the triple lock. I'm talking about winter fuel allowance. That goes to every pensioner, regardless of how rich they are. I, w- Free, I would I tri- try You know, Freedom uh, Pass. That goes to
0: millionaire yeah. pensioners. I favour means tested. Well,
2: yeah, no, I, I favour... The government should really try and bring in the mentality that the film Logan's Run had. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were on certain there. age little flashing light goes off on your hands. It's time to go to the meat grinder, Turned into
0: slurry to feed the rest of themselves. Okay, really but works. for people who kind of like their parents, <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a solution. But yeah, obviously, I mean, it kind of makes sense that the elderly are the people who have all the wealth because they've been around longer. Yeah, and they've benefited from house prices, for example. Mm. They've been,
1: Yeah, they've had houses for ages, and they've just seen the value of that go up.
0: But in terms of a um, sugar tax, to me, things like this, they do make me worry. And um, it's not so much uh, George Orwell's 1984. It kind of rem- reminds me more of uh, Sylvester Stallone's Demolition Man.
1: Oh, that classic, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a highly underrated movie. No, I like it. Although it has got some really
1: underlying negative sort of themes to be honest the more I watch it the more you kind of um, realise it's actually quite a right wing
0: movie oh like unfettered capitalism kind of pro
1: no it's like a critique of liberalism almost in a way the whole movie
0: I don't think it's more, I think it's more a critique of uh, progressivism more than liberalism. Okay. Liberalism would be more, you know, the underground people and Demolition men. Demolition men. is... Oh, so that's best a good still, point, yeah. Mean, yeah. It, it depends, I,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm talking, when I meant liberalism, I didn't mean the sort of laissez-faire kind of thing, I meant more, I guess what, in America. Like, I, I guess
0: what like you might call libertarian more than... Yeah, no, no, I see what you mean,
1: but I mean, there's even things like whenever Wesley Snipes comes on stage and he's like killing people, it's got sort of like hip-hop scratching music in the
0: background yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has his very own much like tune, yeah. oh this is what
1: urban black people will do like you know
0: oh i never yeah do you know i never actually maybe i'm just too much of a white male <laughs> yeah <laughs> i never really looked at it in that kind of way before i'm to not me, trying to make something racial that isn't there but
1: it's just little things like that that he he does have his own little hip-hop soundtrack whenever I, he's I, it's I like t- scratching dj scratching sounds <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah when he's
0: um whenever he punches someone it makes that noise as well it, it makes does a yeah, yeah. Little, wicka, wicka.
1: yeah <laughs> exactly
0: but to me wesley snipes represented he was more like a useful idiot uh, the original intention was that this uh, tyrannical oligarch who's basically running yeah this city, San Angeles, was that um, Wesley Snipes was just a useful idiot that he was using to try and get his way. But of then course, Wesley Snipes yeah. turned out he was too powerful, he was too good at what he was doing. But um, Demolition Man is a perfect movie for showing w- the limitations of the nanny state to me. In the sense that, yeah, government intervention works up into a, up to a point.
1: Well, like, you can see, yeah. I mean, you can arguably say, and I don't know if this, well, it depends on your opinion of the movie, but until Wesley Snipes turned up, it wasn't that bad a place, the future. Obviously, you had the people that wanted to eat rat meat that were living underground. Um well, they didn't... Yeah, they wanted meat. Uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. That wasn't <laughs> the reason they were living underground. They ate rat meat because they lived underground. Yeah. But the point was is that you, it didn't seem that bad a place. It, was it did to me. It was a bit
2: too clinically clean.
0: Yeah. I don't like sanit I don't like this idea of you can sanitize everything to make everyone comfortable. Because people like me, that that makes me uncomfortable. Do you you like- sound like Dennis Leary. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe want- I want to eat my. <laughs> I want high cholesterol. <laughs> yeah no it's true I'm
1: playing devil's advocate it, but do it you doesn't you look like the kind of future you'd want to live in especially you think, since well, you can't no, even because, have sex anymore no, right? you're, you're, well not you're physically. comparing that well I'm mean, kind of going the, that way know. I mean
0: look I'm pretty much asexual I'm not <laughs> bothered about that in the slightest
2: no but, but you're comparing that future to what you know and what you take for granted I mean I think are we heading that way the that future is that it was the perfect form of control whereby the unwashed masses were given controlled fun and they were told what they could eat and they control what they can enjoy and and uh, any kind of violence or language was highly monitored and highly regulated behaviour.
0: but that phrase you just used controlled fun yeah is that not an oxymoron
2: well yes to a degree isn't but it? it's in the sense of fun is you're limiting not it always. should be you could
1: have a group of kids playing a game that is fun but it's controlled as in it yeah. has sort of limitations rules are fun Tom isn't it you don't the, have rules
2: in games I mean, it's football, not a game I mean, it's just fun. a people tell, fun. tell me that yeah.
0: a game is, and it has rules <laughs> it's controlled a game, a game by definition needs to have rules to yeah. determine Otherwise who's the winner who's the loser I it. was just yeah but I was giving an example of something that's fun that is controlled controlled to the extent of um. Uh, who's your favourite rapper uh, ever uh, Vanilla Rice any name any kind of like Buster determine. Rhymes Vanilla Rice you would not be able to listen to Buster Rhymes someone somewhere would yeah. find Buster Rhymes offensive and you wouldn't be able to listen well, well that goes to back to
2: the safe space mentality doesn't mm, it from last week yeah. someone's gonna get offended well you know what suck it up
0: but the. Drag this back to George Osborne. George Osborne. He, obviously, his intentions... This is a kind of interesting thing that's going on with the Tory party right now. Do you remember a few months ago, a lot of Labour supporters were really upset and they were complaining a lot that the media were reporting negatively on Labour, but they weren't saying really anything negative about the Tories. And that's You're because, about
1: Jeremy Corbyn, yeah, specifically.
0: Um, not even, well, just the fact that the Labour Party, there was a lot of uh, internecine, a lot of infighting within the party. And uh, a lot of Labour supporters were wondering, oh, how come the media's, how come they're focusing so much on Labour Party splits? Well, because the Tories were all on the same side. They were a united front at that point. But now the EU referendum's kicked in.
2: Yeah, of course, straight on to the Conservatives.
0: Osborne's budget has split the party Mm. now the media they're now focusing on that because the the mainstream press the one thing they love more than anything else is party splits (laughs) they don't care which party it is like if Caroline Lucas just came out like she just suddenly announced oh Natalie Natalie Bennett what a bitch she is the press would go crazy with that it doesn't matter no, which party it is.
1: I think the, no, I agree with you. I think the media love a party split. but I do think some of, and maybe I'm slightly off the topic here, but I think some of the way that Jeremy Corbyn was treated was oh. just excessive. Stuff like you know that he
0: didn't bow at the right time. Yeah, that was ridiculous. He refused
1: to sing the national anthem and stuff like that. That one it's I don't think too much for a hippie.
0: We know, like if I any if I any country you care to name, if I was running to be leader of that country, yeah, okay, look, I don't give a crap about national anthem. But I understand you've got to maintain a certain level of, of image
2: respect or nationalistic.
0: Yeah, a certain extent. Because otherwise it's you can't let your public, you can't let the masses think we're electing someone that doesn't even like this country. That's never going to work.
1: No, I think I think Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn actually like Bernie Sanders. Same in the sense they've always stuck to what they believed in all these years, and they've lived in the political obscurity because of that. And now they've actually come back in, and yeah. they got that way by not backing down on what they believe. True. And you know, he, you know, Jeremy Corbyn, I think, describes himself as an internationalist. And you know, to him, there's the connotations of singing. I don't even know the exact
0: situation, but... Yeah, our national anthem is very... It's pretty much imperialist, to be honest.
1: So, you know, he decided not to say it. And, you know, I uh, i don't know. I think just the way the media went after him was a bit excessive and...
0: And uh, very much... We're going to talk about Trump later, but I think there are parallels between Corbyn and Trump in terms of how the mainstream media tried to attack them and how all that did was embolden them. It just made them stronger.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there is a... And, and, you know, same with Bernie Saunders as well. There's a total, there's a big anti-establishment kind of movement developing in the UK and in the US mm. at the moment. And the more that other people come forward, the media and other politicians, the more it empowers them, as you said. I think that's definitely true.
0: I mean, the thing about the, the Tory party infighting It's fueled not by uh, a difference in ideology or a difference in politics. It's not fueled by anything like that. It's fueled by, I want to be party leader. Yeah, it's cronyism, yeah. Yeah, you've got George, I almost called him George Clooney. Mm. You've got George Osborne who wants to be leader. You've got Boris Johnson who wants to be leader. You've got Theresa May or Therese who wants to be leader. You've got Nemo, Nikki Morgan. She was the education secretary. But she was the one that was on question time saying um, the sugar tax. Oh, that was just a suggestion which is the Corbyn defense, as I call it. Whenever Jeremy Corbyn puts something out there and people don't like it, he turns around and he says, oh no, that was just a suggestion, don't worry, that's not policy. But the uh, main thrust of the point that I was trying to say there is um, the Tories right now are destroying themselves with all of this. It's just a contest to see who's going to be the next leader. It's kind of almost that's all they care about. And because they keep shooting themselves in the foot, It's actually made Labour and Jeremy Corbyn look more electable because the Tories are such a travesty at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree to an extent what you're saying, but I do think that there have always been deep divisions within the Tory party over Europe. And Mm. in fact, a lot of the reasons that they've lost... Elections previously is because of that division. Mm. Um,
0: As John Major famously said,
1: "Those bastards." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite weird when you hear that quote and then you picture John Major and you just think, you "Yeah, just the looks, most timid." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he
0: looks so boring and dull. Have you ever wondered what kind of dirty talk he and oh, Odorina, got yeah, up to? Yeah. <laughs> Try not to think about that. But um to bring this to drag this back to George Osborne. <laughs>
1: oh god you're gonna hear me let it die just let it die you're gonna hear me I have to that picture his lot. face every time
0: you say his name
1: it's yeah. quite disturbing oh,
0: everything about him is repugnant yeah. I think honestly
2: yeah. you, should, you should have like the uh, Frozen soundtrack let it go just appearing at random points let but you go. keep on pulling it back <laughs> yeah.
0: but George Osborne keeps imposing his these targets on himself and then he never meets them and it's like how useless a human being can you be to keep? Because every human will set a low target for themselves. You know, if your employer came to you and said, "Oh look, how how productive do you think you could possibly be?" You're gonna go. You're un- you wouldn't you're gonna, go for the maximum. You're gonna yeah. undershoot it a little bit, just so that when you oh, when you deliver over deliver. You look amazing in comparison. Mm. Whereas George Osborne keeps setting these really <laughs> fantastic well, targets. For maybe he, and he considered never those
1: targets as undershooting and he
0: still didn't reach them. Yeah, well, that's how shitty he is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I, mean, I think this is a question that George Osborne is going to have to face more and more. If he keeps imposing these targets on himself and he keeps missing them, he's going to keep having moments like earlier in the week, John Humphreys on the uh, Today programme, Mm-hmm. I think it's BBC Radio 4 probably Radio 4 it's the boring one <laughs> the boring and he was grilled and we're going to have a little listen now to George Osborne getting grilled by John Humphrys on the uh, On Today programme
3: so things have improved and our country is clearly much stronger than it was but five by years your ago. own but, measurement but what well, no, yes I'm coming on to that John eh? oh. By our own measurements, you know, we and the, the tests we've set ourselves, independently assessed, you know, we have got more to do. We've got what? more to do to make sure we deliver that budget surplus. And I set out those actions in the, yes, in but the f- budget. But surely, but, the know, fact that, that, that is completely consistent with what I've always said on this program, which is, <laughs> I do not hide from telling the British people the challenges we face, and then I set out the action to deliver it, and people can see the increased security in our country as a result. Well, or oh, they could take another view. They could say, here's a bloke who may three firm, non-negotiable commitments to the nation. These three targets that had to be set. Nobody made you do this. You chose to do it for yourself. You said, these are the three things we're going to do because the nation needs it. You have failed to achieve two of them. It's looking pretty unlikely, according to most people, that you will achieve the third. So what I'm suggesting to you, I suppose what I'm asking you really is, what's a bloke going to do in your job to get the sack well, let me... Let me take, well, first of all, the British people hold me to account and, uh, you know, the British people can chuck out the governments uh, if they don't like them. And that's the great thing about a democracy. And I think people can look at what we've achieved. We said we'd turn the country around. It's a much stronger place than it was. I'm not pretending... That we have abolished boom and bust, as previous chancellors have pretended. I'm not pretending Britain is immune to what goes on in the world. That's oh, bleak.
0: That. He case. got his little dig what in I'm on the prior government. New Labour's that not that been in government just for just how many years now, and he yeah. still Why, had to get his little dig me. in there?
2: It's something like he's borrowing more... In the past, how many years? Seven?
0: No. He's borrowed at a greater rate than New, yeah, L- New great, Labour did. Th-
2: than the 30 years that New Year hmm. Labour were in battle for. New <laughs> Labour no, went th- in power 30, 30,
0: years. 30 years. Sorry, not 30 years. The, the difference is, is, New Labour, in terms of public spending, anything that was deemed a problem, they threw a lot of money at it. Whereas the Tories, if it's in the context of public spending, they're taking money away from it. Whatever, whatever problem it is, their solution is, we'll cut funding to it then. I do not buy George Osborne as Prime Minister in any sense or form.
1: I don't it's- buy him as a Chancellor, to be honest, but... wow, well, harsh.
0: <laughs> well, I don't, really, yeah. Like John Humphrey said, he misses the targets he imposed on himself. It used to be the case that 30 years ago, maybe 35 years ago now, if you did something like that, if you set yourself a target and you missed it, you resigned. You recognised you were shit.
1: Yeah, no, no, I do agree. But I mean, there is a thing in politics, isn't there, of, you you know, you fall on your sword and then a few years later you come back. Well, I guess it's different when you're a Chancellor as well as opposed to, I don't know, Secretary of Education
0: or what. It it seems like these days you have to really disgrace yourself, like beyond the pale, and then you go work in finance and you make millions.
1: Yeah, pretty much
0: Bourne mentioned the benefits of living in an elective representative democracy is that if you don't like the government, you can get rid of them. And uh, another nation state that has a very dim view of democracy right now is uh, China. They've been mocking the very idea of democracy and they kind of have a, a good reason to do that. And it's Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald Trump who's made democracy look worse than Hitler (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's it's that bad that some people were saying they'd rather have Ted Cruz
1: yeah I know that is pretty scary I mean he's actually worse than Trump in some ways but just because he sort of sticks towards uh, acceptable political discourse in the sense of the language he uses and how he goes about it you know people he's sort of flying under the radar while Trump you know he's he's obviously bucking every kind of tradition of basic human decency
0: well he's talking tough and I think we've gone maybe 20 years now where we haven't heard someone talking tough like that, especially in terms of um, geopolitics, international relations. I mean, Donald Trump is coming out and saying um, he's just straight up just going to say to China, uh, you are too protectionist. You're
1: Manip- uh, manipulating currency. And
0: Yeah, even though the, the signs show they'd haven't, they haven't manipulated their currency in a few years now.
1: Yeah, but I mean, uh, America as well, sort of, you know, has protectionist tendencies as well
0: well donald trump has ranked in the top 10 most dangerous global threats
1: oh i saw that yeah on the news yeah
0: yeah and you know know how competitive donald trump is he didn't come number one which is obviously disappointing for him
1: yeah i'm sure
0: but uh he did in fact beat out the rising threat of islamic terrorism Mm -hmm. He beat them. Uh, He's beaten the risks posed by, quote, Brexit, a term that I can't stand. And he's also deemed a greater threat than the collapse of uh, the oil markets. (laughs) And uh, things that he lost to, which is obviously like eating away at him. Chinese economic slowdown. He lost out to that. That's considered more of a threat to global stability. Uh, Russia starting a new Cold War. And uh, total EU collapse caused by a eurozone crisis where greece elects to drop the euro which probably which could potentially lead to the collapse of the entire eu as i said in prior episodes like if it, if donald trump were elected president you know the um you know the clock doomsday clock the doomsday clock how far closer to midnight would you move the second hand <laughs> If Donald Trump got elected, if it were up to you, would you move it 10 seconds, 15 seconds, a minute? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a, like 11.57. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, no,
1: does sound about right. So if Trump got but elected. I guess the, the thing is that pe- when people are running for government, the kind of things that they say and say that they're going to do can often be quite different, obviously, when they're in power. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is look at Obama and everything that he promised. And then you realise that actually when he got into office, probably he realised that there wasn't that much he could do on certain things. And I think what's interesting about, you know, if, if Donald Trump did become president is he still has to find consensus. He has to find... I'm not just talking about in, you know, the House of Representatives or the and Senate.
0: Bearing in mind, he ran on a platform of I'm going to unify America. Yeah, it's not
1: possible. So he, you know how he could pass through those things, I don't know, without sort of, I
0: don't know, sort of doing
1: Congress. some emergency
0: tear-up of all... I mean, surely Congress would block him on most things. Like, the, the, the wall is not going to get built. It's not going to happen. And if it does, Mexico sure as shit isn't going to pay for it. No, oh, no, of course, of course not.
2: They it's, 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 it's vague threats that get thrown. See, the problem with, with Trump, I mean, it boils down to the American psyche as well. I mean, after you've had someone in power for eight years, like Obama was mm. and is... The electorate have a tendency to favor someone who is. Completely different from the incumbent, and Trump is about as far from Obama as you can get. Obama, who is it, who fought for black and uh, uh, fought against uh, black and gay discrimination, compared to Trump, who mercilessly stirs up hatreds against minorities. Um, I don't know about that. Or I'm not entirely be. sure. Let's about cite <laughs> uh, 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 the Muslim uh, statements that he came out with. Was it in? Uh, he, was it December, or was it before that? It was okay. a few months ago. Where he, he was. he was was threatening to ban uh, Muslims from entering the country
0: yeah and I think the phrasing was we're going to put a halt to all Muslim immigration until we sort out this ISIS problem
2: yeah which again is is, is a level of ignorance in the way that he actually tried to reference uh, (laughs) the problem as he puts it but just these sweeping statements that he makes such as we're going to ban all Muslims we're going to build a wall we're going to do this and it's like A it's not in your power to be able to do these things even True. as president so you're making completely baseless yeah. claims in the first the pres- place the
0: president is not a king
2: no 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 but he seemed to see it as he'd be a tyrant more than anything mm. if he did go in
0: anthony hit on something that i've come to the same sort of conclusion uh, electioneering trump will be very very different from President Trump, I think President Trump will be massively more moderate.
2: Oh, he will take a massive step
0: back. Yeah, he'd have to. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of. He's playing off. a
2: game, and that's how he yeah. treats it.
0: Because uh, you mentioned Obama, mm-hmm. and in 2008, what I recall of the Obama election was the message was hope and change. Yeah, and essentially what he did was he presented the populace with a blank canvas. Like Obama not nearly as much as Trump, but Obama was sparse on details as well back in two thousand and eight. Yeah. So Obama essentially said, I'm whatever you want me to be. Yeah. And it worked. For Obama and I think that's kind of in Western democracies that's becoming the new ethos is you go into the election sparse on details because the journalists political pundits any policy you announce and talk about in terms in detail they're going to tear it to shreds before you ever get close to implementing it because then you just leave you're making yourself more vulnerable to yeah, you're
1: giving yourself rope to hang yourself with yeah. yeah no I agree but I think the political climate has now changed even further that like we were saying before about this sort of anti establishment uh drive that's going on and I don't think if Obama ran again you know he would have if if a politician like Obama now could not sort of prosper in the same way that he did because people are sick of that kind of language they're sick of that kind of campaign so i mean the fact that bernie sanders who's you know a socialist i won't say he's a communist but has got this far is trump would well he probably yeah, would and outright but, has. But the point is is that a lot of this, you know the fact that he's even got this far is a massive deal and in america it's huge mm-hmm. it is i mean the idea of a universal healthcare is
0: just tantamount to
1: yeah hanging up the soviet flag
0: so Obama let me down on that one because well, in two, Obama in 2007 care. Obama said he wanted uni- he wanted NHS style universal healthcare. He immediately gave up on that.
2: Because he would never go through, he had
0: to- Well, this is the thing about negotiation, right? You go into the negotiation asking for more than what you really want, so then that way, when you make a concession...
2: well, basically, You're still you getting look, closer to your original him.
0: Yeah, you look, you look reasonable because you're making concessions on something that you never really wanted in the first place. Obama made the mistake of going... The Republicans, they'll never give me universal healthcare, so you know what, forget that. I'll try and get single-payer, which is more of like a Scandinavian-type healthcare system. Whereas he should have gone into it saying, I want universal healthcare, Republicans go, fucking no way we're giving you that. Okay. How about single payer? You know, like he's, he would have made it look like he made a concession on Mm. something and met the Republicans halfway. And of course what America got was mandated health insurance was, I think the Tories would love to bring over here. I think they'd love to trash the NHS, but that's a different matter. Uh, A lot of the fear about Trump is fueled by his rhetoric. I mean he's essentially saying he wants a trade war with China, saying we're gonna put I think he said he's gonna put twenty, twenty five percent tariffs on all Chinese imports, which is just insanity. And again,
2: it is I things mean, that you can't and wouldn't do.
0: I mean the history of using protectionism
1: is that it ends badly because other company other countries do the same thing and before you know it it actually decreases global trade yeah so it would be completely counterproductive because these, these, these
0: for this this
2: random rhetoric that he comes out with these sweeping statements i mean someone likens his style of politics as being like um, an American football player uh, whereby if you're going to play American football it's all about capturing territory uh, players need to be tough and they need to be fearless and they need to be seen to actively go and attack other people and if they back away then it's a sign of weakness and Trump will very much like a pit bull go for the throat and yeah. he does make these ridiculous statements I mean he can't like handle he said, criticism the yeah. way um, oh no
0: god no Marco Rubio because he can't it would be
2: seen as a weakness if he actually showed any kind of concession towards do you
0: remember Marco Rubio saying oh he's got small hands doesn't he oh and he had he's to come, come up with a hands. comment about his, about having a big I, cock I guarantee you there's no problem there my cock is great my wife is great <laughs> <laughs> did <laughs> he actually say those words no but that's it? he said that I guarantee you there's no problem there yeah whilst he's waving these tiny little hands around but yeah <laughs> if anything it makes it look bigger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what I love there's a brilliant like gift a that someone's put, put kids hands as he's talking about how his huge <laughs> he's got these tiny little baby up.
1: but the problem is that he's so down in the muck that he can't help but respond to things like that he's not going to rise above
0: it because that's exactly you know he's, he's in doing. a territory he's, he's like a pig in shit as soon as he's thrown into the
2: situation. as I
0: said in episode one mm. Americans uh, their psyche they're attracted to what most Europeans especially Brits would call assholes mm. they like assholes they yeah, like they um, strong. pompous arrogant maybe a little bit trigger happy yeah, displays like, of power. Yeah, they like guys like that. Mm.
2: But that's the thing. I mean, going back to his, like, ridiculous statements, you say, like, setting embargoes against China. He made statements just before the start of this year about his stance towards the internet, whereby he wanted to ban section of the internet not porn (laughs) no a because it influenced children so possibly porn but also because and this is all based around muslim and isis uh uh, um uh, indoctrination of any kind of like potential citizen of the united states but putting these bans in place, and you went as far as going to talk to Bill Gates about the possibility of doing these things. <laughs> Bill Gates, like, yeah, that wouldn't happen, <laughs> yeah. and
0: we wouldn't support it. Um, but I, d- I don't own the internet. Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, that's uh, not yeah, yeah how again, it works. But that,
2: okay. know, it, it speaks towards his ignorance of his understanding hey, of hey, as well. Tell
0: me, tell me who owns the internet? I need to talk to
2: them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that, no. It reminds me because you're using a South Park metaphor last time to uh, uh, describe something. South Park did in this whole thing about the space. internet as well, having like one central hub controlling the entirety of the internet. But if he did actually intend to propose these, the, the, the banning or, or, or controlling of certain aspects of the internet, it basically puts his government or his potential government in line with the likes of China and North Korea mm. who have already got it in place.
0: To clarify my stance, do I like Donald Trump? Yes, I do. Why do I you like, like him? the character of him. Yeah, exactly. He's massively entertaining. I yeah. love all of the internet memes and the YouTube videos that he's yeah. generated. I love yeah. all of that.
2: Everyone likes a fucking figure of fun, but at the same yeah. time, would you seriously relish thing. the idea other than for like some kind of anarchistic, some kind of sociopathic Instant enjoyment of what splicing, the shit that would be splicing
0: liked- clip of uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, as I was saying to Anthony earlier, I think electioneering Trump and presidential Trump are two completely different people. I do not buy this. Uh, I've I've turned to conservatism. I've seen the light. No, Donald Trump is a New York liberal. He's right-leaning, definitely. He's not a leftist, really. But in terms of things like gay marriage, abortion, I don't... But he's saying he went from being pro-choice to, pro quote, pro-life, which is a bit of a misnomer. But he's... That's what he's saying. I don't buy that I do not buy buy that I think I'm the kind of person I think you get to a certain point in your life where your attitudes on things like that do not change when you've hit like 42 43 45 you're set in your ways in that sense you're not going to change your mind on something as fundamental as that
1: no I agree and I think all the stuff that he does about sort of saying "Oh my you know my favourite book is uh, the Bible and all the rest of it. Yeah.
0: Didn't
1: he do something where he tried to quote
0: something from the Bible and he just like someone asked him to right. quote his favourite passage yeah. and um, he was so Ezekiel, stupid Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Oh, he, he was so stupid. He didn't even mention like Sermon on the Mount. He didn't like or any mm. like Genesis. Like he didn't even he showed he didn't even know anything. Well, he about wouldn't have been Bible.
2: able to quote Genesis anyway because <laughs> that would have taken him in line with uh, Pope uh, Francis. If you remember Pope Francis was also questioned on his attitudes to Trump in response to the uh, uh, statement about the war, yeah. saying a Christian wouldn't do those kind of things, which got fucking Trump's hackles right up. So, so he wouldn't have been without having to side with...
1: No, he said, he said, oh, the Pope will be thanking me when the Vatican gets invaded by ISIS. Mm. He said that, basically. <laughs> and then he came back a few days later when one of his you know aides obviously went, you know, does that the yeah. fact that you're actually arguing You know, with the Pope. But he's done that other things as well, like um, torture, the use of torture. Mm. He, he sort of backtracked quite casually on that. And no one mm. really sort of got that.
2: No one questions him. They just let it go. He can
1: say whatever he likes. I mean, he can talk about beating up
0: someone in the crowd he doesn't like. And Ooh, that, I, 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 t- I take issue with that one because, um, look, the entire establishment, including the Republican Party, they want Trump gone. They can't believe Trump's as popular as he is. Well, the
2: thing is, you've got to remember about Trump, I mean, partially the reasons for his success is the fact that, A, his campaign is pretty much privately funded or personally funded, given his, mm. like, you know, b- property real estate mogul status. Do you uh, find status, that alluring, and The fact that he was uh, on The Apprentice and other such pros uh, shows, he's he's come into this electoral race. Uh, with a celebrity stasis like no other before him. But his his entire campaign has, has been based around his portraying his country as this kind of like down and out weakling, this underdog that needs to rise up and his like mentality of once anyone's feeling has hits rock bottom, it experiences a growing desire to overcome the status quo. Basically he's trying to campaign Rocky. You know that heartwarming <laughs> yeah, exactly. tale of a man getting repeatedly punched in the face yeah. who somehow manages to win back. but not win.
0: We're going to be moving on to a uh, movie talk. And uh <laughs> Star Wars The Force Awakens. Really? came out on Blu-ray about three weeks ago something like that
2: did it really I Is think already
0: March, out I think March 3rd it came out yeah it's the 21st century you know movies come out on DVD and Blu-ray about two months after they've finished running in the cinemas
2: I just thought they'd have waited until the May the 4th you'd think mm, that would have been like the perfect time
0: would have been a good marketing decision Jim. yeah but you know
2: um, yeah I haven't seen the Blu-ray I think I might go and buy it though okay. unlike Iron, I actually fucking like the film I don't think it was a great film but sitting down and just watching it, I found it enjoyable. And yeah, I liked Hyman.
0: It. Hyman. I think he called it a uh, fan service. The movie, but is that not a correction on the Phantom Menace?
2: Much so. Um, yeah, but basically, make- Phantom Menace was um, Lucas's wet dream for Star Wars. Oh, I was how I originally saw it. Should have gone. No, it's not how you originally saw it. Should have gone. You basically threw technology at it because you don't know how to fucking make a film.
1: But in response to that, I would say, I actually agree with George Lucas, which is scary. But I agree with part of his criticism was that he did actually try and expand the universe, as opposed to basically just reproduce, you know, A New Hope. Yeah, I is, mean, this, that was don't that, get me wrong, I enjoyed the movie, but it was just, it ripped off so much stuff. Oh, mercifully. And it made no attempt to tell an original story in
2: any way.
0: It was kind of, it, it was almost 90% A New Hope in terms of plot, hmm. with a little bit of Empire Strikes Back thrown in like the ice planet. Yeah.
2: Well, it almost seemed like they were trying to make up for the atrocities the former war crimes that Lucas had come out with against yeah, it um, the Star Wars universe. And I'm hoping that their way of going back to remind viewers of A New Hope and Empire will foreshadow with the next film a much more solid and independent storyline. Because yeah. remember, we've still got to find out what the fuck happened to Luke in a kind of flashbacks.
0: I think you can piece it
2: together. You can piece it together. You can piece it together. But I would have fleshed out...
0: So Han and Leia in it uh, famously in the books and the comics and everything that came out between Empire, uh between Return of the Jedi and the prequels there were a lot of books a lot of comics and the general every every single one of them that they what they had in common was that Han and Leia had twins
2: yeah they, yeah, yeah, yeah. who
0: both had powers with the force and one was good one was the light side one was the dark side
2: yeah and it, it echoes the New Hope storyline even there where the, the, the boy got redeemed as well and Luke's Jedi Academy got like destroyed and then rebuilt and the Emperor came back for like a fourth time I think
0: yeah I think we, the, it was heavily suggested that Kylo Ren who's basically Darth Vader 2.0 yeah or game. maybe maybe not 2.0 because he doesn't with, seem with teen eggs. he doesn't seem superior to Darth Vader he seems no a he's far inferior. inferior yeah yeah so maybe like he's beta yeah. Darth Vader yeah, way. but he's obviously the son of Han and Leia now yeah. the question there's a question mark over Rey who's the uh, it's gotta be Luke's daughter though we don't know who Rey is there's a slight It's kind of suggested yeah she's yeah. heavily suggested so layers' daughter. Know, I don't know if it was heavily. No, it's suggested. not layers'
2: daughter. It's Luke's daughter.
0: Really? How's that suggested? Well, well exactly. <laughs> the fact that you two are
1: to be honest about that just means to, it was Just wasn't to qualify this, I did watch it on a movie. I, I was watching this on a plane, and I it was about in my mind about six in the morning. And did you slept. like it overall? I enjoyed it when I watched it, but it, it was a very short, diminishing. Feeling it it reminded me, like we were talking before actually, about carbohydrates and sugars. It's a bit (laughs) like when you eat a chocolate bar, it's like, Oh, yeah, I like that. And then a quick rush, half an hour later, I started thinking about it. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of what um, JJ Abrahams did with the Star Trek series as well. In the sense that the first Star Trek film that I saw, I really enjoyed, and then as I thought about it, I just thought that that was actually quite fun. Why did I
2: enjoy it? Yeah,
1: and then Into Darkness came out, which didn't even, which was even worse, and it just ripped off a whole storyline. And and I've got got another
2: one coming out soon as well,
1: yeah, and I've got. A fear that they're going to do the same with the next Star Wars movie that rather sort of
2: just big special effects and no. well, the recipes
1: worked so far it's well, don't, t- don't tell an original story don't actually develop those characters work on the assumptions of what everyone thinks about those characters but and I think
0: that was a lesson learned from the prequels the prequels uh there's always a Balance. Whenever you've got a franchise, something pre existing that's very much beloved, whenever you're adding a new chapter or a new story to it, the audience, deep down, what they want is 90% the same thing that they got before with 10% something new. Whereas George Lucas got that balance wrong. He gave them a little bit of what they had before with a lot of new things. And it went wrong in the sense that a lot of the technology in the prequels looked more advanced. Than the original film. Yeah. And that, that, that created a disconnect in your mind. Of That's like, a good How point. could yeah. something older be more advanced? Mm. And it was just purely because... Lucas was trying to do something new. Where where I think AJ J AJ JJ abraham's got completely right was make it ninety, maybe even ninety five percent the same old shit with five percent something new. I think he got that balance just right, and I think uh, that that's why hyman hated it. Yeah. He hated it because it was just all old things that he's seen before. It's the same old stormtroopers. It's the same plot line. It's the same X wings.
2: But it wasn't the same old stormtroopers.
0: Well, I mean, they were updated. Well, they weren't, updated. They they weren't, weren't updated. in the premise.
2: They weren't yeah, but They, weren't they were recruits. In the originals, in the originals oh, yeah, they true weren't True enough, clones. yeah, by that stage, they were recruits. No. But what were you saying about Lucas, uh, how can old technology be better?
0: In The Phantom Menace, right, uh, do you remember the opening shot? It had the spaceship that went and it docked on the... You remember the donut? The yeah, yeah, the donut with a
1: heart, yeah. Yeah,
0: that was a model, and it looked Star Wars-esque it looked like it fit in the universe and then you skip to Naboo uh, the Queen Amadama Amadama I'm a dollar. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reflective silver thing. That looked advanced compared to the, the well, original films. Well, what they... Too what, advanced.
2: What they explains for it with the storyline or in canon was... Yeah, but that the, never
0: really counts so much, though, does it, really? Oh, okay. I agree
1: with Tom, I think, from a filmmaking perspective. When I mean, you're talking about the effect... It has, like, oh, it was audience. a
2: shit concept, so I was just trying to explain I agree. to the fucking you, you audience. You see everything <laughs> in
1: there, and it... A lot of the the aliens and stuff like that in um, Force Awakens, they've kept, like, literally the same...
0: They were all practical yeah. effects. Yeah, again, they weren't so... See, oh, apart from the... Is she Nigerian, Ghanaian actress? Oh, the one with the big eyes. Yeah, that essentially got cut from the theatrical release, which I thought was a bit weird.
2: Who? What? Where?
0: There was a character that was... I think she was either Nigerian or Ghanaian actress. She maybe, had an axe, uh, yeah. And prior to the release, they made a really big deal about her. And then the theatrical release, you realise there must have been tons of scenes that got cut out involving her. Because I think in the trailer, she hands Luke's lightsaber oh, to the, Rey. Oh, the
2: Midger Alien thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. the
0: trailer, she hands Luke's lightsaber to Rey, Yeah. And then that doesn't appear in no, the movie. No, it gets found in a box. Which will probably be in the Blu-ray release, the extended mm-hmm, 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 cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Abrams has promised in the next episode, episode eight, there's going to be at least one gay character.
2: Okay. Yeah, Everyone's well, doing that at the moment.
0: My money, I think he's going to do a cop out here. Huh. My money is going to be on that. Turns uh, out Han was gay. The Wookies are.
2: Oh yeah, Chewbacca's going to be gay.
0: They're all hermaphrodites, so technically Chewie's gay. Uh. what's
2: Where's that logic of dwarves? Why does he? Yeah, dwarves? It, it's a cop Are there female dwarves? It's, it's a cop like, out. Yeah, there will be.
0: Because if you make Finn gay, yeah. Because look, let's be frank, right? What is what is the purpose of Finn? He's the character that, as a viewer, you can relate to. He's the new Han Solo.
1: He is, he is. He is, in a in a way, he is similar to Han Solo, but he's also the character who's the person you can project yourself onto. Do you feel that... Because it's the, not Rey, for example, who's he's an the expert quirky, everything. competent that you expect to wear. Yeah, she's
0: a bit of a Mary Sue in Force Awakens. I, I think they messed up her character a little bit, to be honest. I like yeah, it, they
2: made her I mean, too powerful towards she, the end. It's that ridiculous. was ridiculous. Yeah, she she like was too competent. fucking idiot savant. Just, Just by, to by to mentioning the to, uh, Force,
0: she was able to beat someone that was... Sp- But this is the thing. I think um, the CGI character we were talking about earlier, who Mm. mostly got cut, I think there's going to be two or three scenes where she's talking to Ray and she's playing the role of Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, where she's explaining the force and how it works. So, Ray, 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 listen to me. Ray has a bit of a Mary Sue uh, characteristic about her, whereby a, a Mary Sue character is typically a woman, not always, but sometimes a man, where they're just. They know exactly what to do at the right time, in the right place, and it's highly convenient. Like, there are a lot of points in the movie where Ray knows how to fix something. Yeah, and like, like Falcon. Yeah, like, Isn't that how like does she know
2: that? Ghost in the Machine, kind of.
0: It's not their sex machine, not like that. It's more just a case of whatever needs to be done, she knows exactly how to do it. A Mary Sue character. Like, take, for example, we talked about Ghostbusters trailer last week. Oh, God. The black woman in the Ghostbusters trailer, I guarantee you... Don't do the vocal impressions Oh, hell no. No. (laughs) (laughs) The devil be lying. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I guarantee you, at some point, Ecto-1 breaks down and she knows exactly how to fix it because she's a Mary Sue type character. By kicking it. She doesn't know anything about science. No, she doesn't, she doesn't need Ray... to. She doesn't need to. <laughs> exactly. I need a science, Jazz. She knows when, when the bookshelf collapses, she knows exactly how to fix it. Like <laughs> Something innocuous. But yeah, I think Ray was a little bit, but I liked her character overall. I liked the fact she was Sigourney Weaver-esque. You buy the fact there is a toughness to her. The comparison I always make is to Dark Angel or Jessica Alba, where she was just a teeny bopper, but she could kick lots of ass, Like Buffy. Yeah, exactly. We You never really bought into it that she was an ass kicker. Yeah. Whereas Ray, you get the impression, yeah, she probably is quite tough. Yeah, she, she grew up could. on a yeah. desert
2: planet and survived by yeah. herself. So after her father, Luke, dumped her. She
0: probably her. could. Well, I don't think Luke is her dad. That's yeah, he is. I think she, she, she uh, I, I can't remember the actress's name, which is my bad, but she carried it off really well. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I've got nothing against the actress. I just felt that the character was just too perfect. Convenient. A bit
0: too good. Mm. Too
2: quickly,
1: yeah. I don't know. Things like that really bother me. If I watch like an end fight scene in a movie, and this is going to sound like a pedantic complaint, and you're fighting against some sort of basically someone who should be who's showed themselves to be an expert using the force, who get actor, your ass kicked, yeah, yeah. And then for that to happen, you know, I quite like the fact when um, what's the name of the Finn? Oh, yeah, when okay. Finn was fighting, even though you yeah, know he got his ass kicked, he got his ass kicked, but he, you could see he was yeah. fighting with real passion and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. 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 I kind of like as that as opposed to her, it's like, close your
2: eyes and it's like everything will happen because it just completely contradicts everything in prior films the, Luke, the, the shit three that shan't be named the Jedi's had to be trained from incredibly young ages to be oh, able to pick up was, these things but even if much. you went back to the original films Luke Skywalker facing Darth Vader before training no chance yeah. whatsoever he was and swinging. then finishing his yeah. training much
0: better odds well I mean he in Empire Strikes Back it was pure emotion. He was just swinging the lightsaber at him like, I "Well, that's what he was doing in
2: uh, Return of the Jedi as well." I again. hate
0: you, Dad. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah
2: but that's where it contradicted itself as well because in the second one he's just swinging it but in the third one when he basically succumbs to the dark side and goes like um, acts crazy and starts he does he does he he does he does start succumbing to the dark side because at the end he's just wailing on his father's lightsaber to the point where he cuts off his arm
0: and that was him
2: and that's why everyone seemed to think that with this new film uh, Luke would be the bad guy because there'd been signs that he'd be no I haven't finished my sentence there'd be signs <laughs> well, that I'm he'd i um...
0: contradict you <laughs> ok go on did Obi-Wan not cut off the arm Of someone in the first movie And uh, at no point did you think That made him evil
2: No it's not It's not the fact that He cut a fucking arm off It's how he cut the arm off yeah, And if I you s- look in Return of the Jedi Towards the end of it Like, like uh, the Emperor's goading Luke on To go like Come to the dark side you Come to the dark side And I Luke basically turns anger. Anger. Luke basically turns the lightsaber Into a baseball bat And he's just smacking it down Repeatedly on um, uh, on um, uh, Vader oh, yeah, yeah. And that is him him. Beginning to succumb to the dark side, he doesn't. He doesn't properly cross over, and that is why lots of theorists believed that before the film was released, The Force Awakens, that Luke would have been the Darth, whatever the insidious or whatever his name was.
0: There was nothing to tempt him with. Other well, than, no, but
1: he did. As as Cameron uh, said, he was almost succumbing to the dark side to, to beat his I father know,
0: because Obi Wan got really pissed off when Qui Gon jim was killed. Yeah, but, but he wasn't. Obi Wan was succumbing. a fully trained Jedi at that. Yeah, point. but he yeah, wasn't. But, succumbing the problem the dark is there is there's a difference because he got angry.
1: when Lucas wants to show a jet, uh, you know a lightsaber fight, he wants to show an amazing choreographed fight scene. Yeah. But yeah. in the original Star Wars, they weren't, and it was more. They of an, didn't have
0: the know-how. Then
1: it wasn't just that Be, the, you got more of it. The passion, the way they were fighting, and yes, you got them in this so. movie, which uh, fair enough. I don't necessarily want to see someone like the last fight scene between you know the end of what was the the Force third Awakens? prequel called?
2: Well, oh, oh uh, uh, Dark Maul, Revenge of the no,
1: Sith. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. When oh, that last fight, when was Anakin. Shit and Obi-Wan are fighting they fight for like 20 minutes in a variety of different, and it has no tension but Mm. you know a short fight especially since you know who's going to
0: win anyway exactly exactly I have the high ground oh well last time you fought on the lower ground you won you cut the guy in half so (laughs) I like my chances right now oh yeah I'll just cut your arm and your leg off Mm -hmm. and I'll leave you for dead (laughs) (laughs) I hate you Obi-Wan yeah whatever (laughs) 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 loser so did you guys like kylo ren then as, as, uh... yes and i like the fact that he was amateurish you know how um, <laughs> i like it when like, he lost his tempo yeah so a I general just... like a general comes to him we lost we lost the resistance sir. Uh, and he's like mm, okay and then he just cuts up that <laughs> control board <laughs> yeah i like i like did that you see i the, thought he was uh, good as well I did a like... cheap imitation I,
2: I like the actor i thought kylo ren was a, well, liked, a bit of a yeah. pussy to be honest with you but I like the actor. When he took that mask off, it was the least intimidating visage you could imagine. It's just like, and this is the big bad guy. Oh, wait. No, 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 like. <laughs> it's a teen. Basically he's, going um, through. Who's the weedy
0: friend from the Wonder Years? Yeah, That's what he yeah, looked yeah, like to yeah. me. Yeah, the grown-up version of that guy, Marilyn Manson. He looked
2: like Napoleon Dynamite, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All he needed was like a, a ginger fro. <laughs> <Well, laughs> it um, been classic.
0: How did we feel? One character I really liked, even though there wasn't much of a reason to like him, was Poe oh yeah yeah I mean the actor's great what's his, his name his charisma is great yeah, yeah I mean
1: he's an amazing Which actor one was I can't, what's his name like, Abraham the ace, or the pilot? Sort of the ace yeah, pilot yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Even, that was a little bit overblown he was better than Red Baron no one's better than Red Baron <laughs> 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 he shot down 10 people in 30 seconds no one is that good he was a good character and I, I think a large part of it do you is think to, he will he's going to be the gay one you think he's going to be the gay one? yeah character. it's either him or Chewie did you notice a glint in his eye when he at yeah I saw at, him uh, looking at Finn, Finn. <laughs> he did seem very friendly with Finn black deck is the most popular dick to be honest <laughs> speaking from experience <laughs> we, I mean all Abrahams Abrahams all J.J. Abrams has said is there's going to be a gay character like to be honest this doesn't
1: that's a bit tacky not tacky it's a bit sort of that's Isn't not it, a plot yeah that's it just a
2: I expect to see a lot of use the force references jokes <laughs> in a gay relationship yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe but
0: To me, it's like Star Wars has never been about sexuality anyway. No, it's been about Jesus. Apart from making out with your sister, yeah. Yeah, in a sense, it's a kind of a Jesus story, yeah.
2: Resurrection, sacrifice, redemption. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, like Darth Vader is obviously the Messiah in the end more than Luke is. Yeah, he's the one that, like... Kills the emperor.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it's covering all three of the Holy Trinity, whereby you've and got the other. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the the the, the four characters who. Well, no, the Holy <laughs> Spirit is the the Force characters who die and then you can see their spirits still oh, yeah. with and the Jedi and you can hear them as well yeah, yeah
1: like use the Force and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and
2: yeah. Lucas so is often turned around and says that you know he's taken the Bible as inspiration before his standings
0: do you think this is JJ just purely pandering because obviously Definitely. there was a big kerfuffle all over the Oscars this year in what terms a lack of, of black. Ethnic, ethnic representation yeah. do you think he's just pandering in what sense what is having in, a black lead in the sense that it makes no difference to a story whether any character you care to choose is gay, straight pansexual, what, it doesn't make any difference. In the, in the universe of Star Wars, who the hell cares? It's such a sexless universe No, anyway. I agree,
1: but it cares to the audience. And the problem is, at the moment, we're at a stage where if you add a gay character, it's, oh, you're, you, you know, you're doing it just to add in a gay character. And if you don't have gay characters, then it's because you're homophobic. So it's, we're stuck in this kind of thing where Catch-22. It, it is. Sense, yeah. We can't get past the fact. We can't just accept these things in their own terms. We have to kind of immediately put in some kind of political... Can I just say, I think there was too much Han Solo in the movie. I thought he was just going to come in nah, for a bit. Yeah, even was he's just, just there. Even- I don't know. I just felt like there were scenes like watching him run. It just felt like watching an old man run, run for the bus or it something. Is old it man. was just a bit... Yeah, but it was just wrong. I just Also because his whole character arc was undone. And he was like, yeah, I've gone back to being a, uh, you know...
0: Yeah, well, I I feel
1: a space like space pirate, <laughs> um, roguish. Yeah. yeah, there was
0: there was nowhere else for him to go and still be an interesting character. Like he was a general of the rubber Alliance, and by the end of the original trilogy, he was just a general, a nondescript general in the Robot Alliance. And I think him going back to being a, essentially a drug smuggler, presumably, kind of, yeah, or well, smuggling weird animals, yeah. That was the only place left for him to go was to go back.
1: Can I just ask because. I don't know if I um, missed a whole lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that effectively the rebels won, mm-hmm. so they're not really the rebels anymore for starters. The and resistance, the resistance, and then the first, first order just springs up, and there's no explanation how that happened.
0: I think it's. Uh, I really, I really yeah, hate. Really kind of smooth. There it. was
1: no exposition. It was like the prequels were full of exposition and boring senate meetings and stuff that you know, quite an in-depth storyline, but. Not with The Force Awakens it was more like yeah just accept this has happened we're just thing, redoing
0: the one thing the prequels left out was uh, General Grievous like why why is he so important why does you know there's a there's a throw almost a throwaway line in um, Revenge of the Sith where Obi-Wan goes oh if if we kill General Grievous that'll be the end of it that'll bring an end to the violence and it's like why and because I think because they don't only... know the
2: Sith exist at that point they well, but they it's, know, it's not really
0: explained it? in the movies it's only really explained In the novels and the comics and all the.
2: General Grievous, the. Robot, robot, it's yeah, like an like
0: insect. Lizard, like, oh,
2: he's a lizard,
1: or, yeah, yeah, with a robot
0: exoskeleton. And skeleton. he's not really explained why he's so important, but I think it's explained in the novels and the comic books. And yeah, either way, but I'm not going to read that, that shit. All yeah, I care about is the movie. When you're
1: watching a movie, you should never rely on someone reading all of that because yeah, I thought really Han Solo was in it a bit too
2: long. Smoothed over
1: if you look at like Star Trek and stuff, yeah, okay, they brought in like the old Spock and everything, and mm. that was a nice
2: little end. Wait for it.
1: Come! Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. There's a difference like, between a tip of the hat to, you know, the previous film to stopping and having an elongated conversation. And that's the problem. It's sort of it's just ripping whole bits out and that yeah. is the worst actually is it would have been nice to have Han Solo come in say a little bit and then just piss off somewhere it it made me very aware that I was watching a movie because it was just so obviously redoing a new hope and there's one point when they're talking about the it's not the death star obviously in this one it's called this the world destroyer yeah, or whatever. it's essentially yeah and they're talking about how they're gonna blow it up and how it's so much bigger than a death star and then Harrison Ford's like, like yeah there's always a way to blow it up and it's just like oh, what the fuck it was like a little wink to the audience of like yeah you know there's always one hatch that that they just left there yeah you know, that's why be, uh, um,
0: that's why Hyman called it fan service the movie it was just a reminder of everything you liked about Star Wars which is where the prequels went wrong ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to Tom Dick and Show all it remains for me to say is thank you very much Anthony thanks thanks for being part of the show it's my pleasure your debut yeah, it's exciting day. day and Cameron thank you very much for showing up inevitably it's been inevitably man. eventually eventually you showed up why did you cut my line off because I hate you
2: <laughs> <laughs> fuck this shit um yeah yeah it's been fun like
0: us on Facebook Follow us on Twitter. We have an uh, iTunes subscription link now. We'd very much appreciate if you showed us some love by uh, following us on Facebook, by subscribing to us on iTunes. I have to. I am desperate. I want this to work. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again very, very soon. Who's
2: that? Brown. Some mate I say. Call me Charlie. The word is the herb and i like Bob
3: Marley. back on the payback. You all the gate. Can I get a hit? Hit, boom, bit, with a brother named Tip, and we're ready to flip.